The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Wednesday edition of PFT Live. Today is the start, Chris, of the new league year. It doesn't have the same sizzle that it usually does because, what, there have been about 150 deals done since Monday. But today's the day when deals become official or they don't. Trades become official or they don't. Or they don't happens very rarely, but or they don't is still a possibility. We've seen Anthony Barr in the past. Remember, he had to deal with the Jets. He backed off. Yeah, right. Frank Gore had to deal with the Eagles. He backed off. Sure. These deals aren't done until they're done. Today's the day that they begin to become done. But happy new league year. Oh, hello. Something that people in our business say all day long, even though it really is meaningless. No, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, we've seen a lot of sizzle and steak over the last few days. So, I mean, it's been a great start to free agency you know, unofficially, but, uh, I am, I am interested and like to keep, you know, just to bring up that little conversation right there, will there be some teams? And I know maybe we'll dive into this that do rescind offers or, you know, we heard rumors, this guy might get released or cut once the league year starts. And then, you know, the Raiders offensive line, that's one I just bring up right off the top of my head, not to change the subject totally, but I just wonder, uh, so we'll see how it goes, but happy new league year to you too, Michael. And we'll be tracking all of the developments in real time throughout the course of the show today. If there's news, we will pivot to it. We'll have all the postings at profootballtalk.com, and then we'll clean it all up at the end of the day on PFT PM. Something that popped up late last night that has direct relevance to the National Football League and the Houston Texans, a lawsuit supposedly filed by a prominent Houston lawyer on behalf of a masseuse who, according to the lawyer, Tony Busby, contends that Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson went too far during a massage. Now, we haven't seen the lawsuit. The lawyer claims, and he spoke to Fox 26 in Houston, that it was filed. Deshaun Watson has addressed it on social media. Tony Busby has addressed it on social media. I want to see the actual civil complaint. I want to see the paperwork that initiates the process because, look, and we'll talk about some of the the strange facts surrounding this lawyer's connection to the Texans and different reasons to look at this and wonder what's going on. But, Chris, once there is a document appropriately filed and stamped and the process initiated – in civil court in Texas, whether state or federal, once that document's filed, there's a piece of litigation that must be dealt with. And the allegations that are reduced to writing and signed by a duly licensed attorney who presumably would like to keep his or her license, those allegations must be dealt with in a process that 
is very simple. There's a complaint. The right. complaint is answered. At some point, the judge gets involved and issues a scheduling order. There's a discovery process where people are questioned. Documents are exchanged. It it hinges in many respects on how aggressive or creative the lawyers are in seeking the information. Sometimes you get a, a, a creative and smart lawyer involved. You put the other side in a corner and there's no way out. It's a chess match. And then you go to trial eventually if the case doesn't settle. And this is something that can last a year, two years. It just depends on how quickly the justice system moves and how motivated the parties are. But once this is filed, it's real. Yeah. Now, I say that because we've yet to see any evidence that has been filed. Right. But once it is filed, it's real. And once it is filed, it has to be dealt with. And Deshaun Watson, Chris, decided last night to deal with it by addressing it, disclosing it. That's how I became aware of it. Yeah. Disclosed it on social media. That's a, a, a daring and calculated ploy to take the initiative from a PR standpoint. But the bottom line is this. We haven't seen the lawsuit. Once the lawsuit's filed, it is real and it has to be dealt with. And no amount of public denials by Deshaun Watson will make it go away. It has to be dealt with and made to go away within the confines of the legal system. And that's a process that isn't resolved by simply saying, I disagree with these allegations. There's a lot more to it than that. No, I mean, obviously, there is a lot more to it. And I want to rush to judgment on either side here or anything like that. But I mean, you know, again... Uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't blame him for getting out in front of this thing a little bit to just put out a statement like that. You know, either way, his name is going to be smeared here over the next 24, 48 hours. So he's letting it be known where he st where he stands on the situation, how he sees it. And, you know, good for him in that, you know, aspect. But but again, like you said, we'll see where this goes. It does just it 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 smells fishy. And I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything like that. I'm, I'm not. But. I don't. Let, let, I don't know. There are fishy. Let's. let's yeah. There's be clear. fishy signals be, here. That's all there is. Right. 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 But but and, here, and and here's the reality. At the end of the day, is there a masseuse who is claiming and will testify under oath? Yeah. That there was something that happened. We don't know that yet. We don't know what's going on here until there's an actual lawsuit filed. And once the lawsuit's filed, it doesn't mean you accept as true the allegations that were made. That just is the first step in framing out the issue that goes forward. And there's all shapes and sizes and sorts of civil lawsuits, whether it's sexual assault, whether it's breach of contract, whether it's wrongful termination of employment, whether it's a business dispute between two major companies. The civil justice system is used for all sorts of things. But once that document's filed, the system doesn't care who's telling the truth, who isn't. They'll figure that out at the end. They got a process for that. It's a jury trial. The point is, once it's filed, once it's real, it's not something that just magically goes away. Look at what Antonio Brown's been dealing with since September of 2019, the lawsuit for civil, uh, uh, the civil lawsuit for sexual assault and rape in Florida. And, you, you know, people think that your only avenue when something like this happens is the criminal justice system, Chris. You don't have to take it to sure. the police. You don't right. have to try to get someone prosecuted. You can pursue this route instead. Now, create skepticism. Well, that seems like what why happened, didn't you, right? Why didn't you go? Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't you go to? Yeah. Why didn't you, you know? So why didn't you go to the police? You're going straight to court. Right, and ask, again, we don't know any of the specific allegations yet. Right. But but Deshaun Watson's the one who chose to put this on our radar screen. That to me is significant. Yeah. Well, I, I think you know he probably realized he's a pretty smart guy from what we know and have seen of him in the past. To he knew he knows he's a franchise quarterback. He's one of the stars of the NFL. And he probably realized that this was about to become a story, whatever else. And he's going to let, you know, his side out a little bit. But it, I mean, you know, again, like when do you expect the, the paperwork to be filed after something like this? And you think it's already in the process here at this point? Well, the way the lawyer spoke in the right. comments that he gave to Fox 26, it suggested in the headline on the Fox 26 website didn't imply it it said the lawsuit was filed yeah so it's a public document that it should be out it should be available okay. this all popped up just before midnight last night first order of business for me as soon as we're done today try to get my hands on this document and see what it says or confirm that it hasn't been filed if there is no such filing we don't even know the name of the person making the accusation sometimes these cases are filed under a jane doe or a john doe type of a name for privacy reasons but that that's to me you know, I've got a lot of questions that 
yeah, I need like, to try to resolve after we're done. I just want to see that there's a lawsuit, and I want to see what it says. Right. But like the next thing, I just wanted to ask you because I figure you you know a lot better than me for sure. You know how how rare or not rare is it where you get a case like this? Right. Maybe the suit hasn't been filed yet or anything, and you know the lawyer, the accuser, make a you know, demand for money before they even go to that pro like how rare or very common. It's very, it's very common, common to always go to the Extremely guy. Common. Hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to file this, pay us this money or, or we will file it. That, that, so that's, that's commonplace with these type of things. I wouldn't say always, yeah, but it's, there's nothing unusual about yeah, okay. the comment made by Deshaun Watson that, the, the, the plaintiff's lawyer claims this isn't about money, but before filing suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quick, quickly rejected. Um, yeah, th that is not uncommon. Now, if it was six-figure, and it's some people are looking at it saying, well, if it's only six-figure, how big of a deal can it be? Well, we don't know what the factual allegations are. Yeah. You don't just make seven- and eight-figure settlement demands willy-nilly. Right. You, you, you want to have it based on something but it's not uncommon to make a demand letter. That's one of the first things they teach you in law school, how to write a, a demand letter to inform a defendant or that defendant's lawyer that there is a potential piece of litigation that will be filed and it, it can be avoided if the case is resolved. Now, there's a fine line, Chris, between that right. and the concept of extortion. And in many ways, that entire pre-suit process of negotiating or trying to negotiate a settlement is legal extortion. We're in the period of legal tampering. Gotcha. That is legal extortion. There are claims you can make. There are things you can say. Now, you better be ready to back it up. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to sue you on behalf of my client if you don't pay us a bunch of money, and then there's no client right. or no lawsuit. Right. Then you got a problem. So uh, you're on thin ice if you don't have something to back that up. But presumably they're there will be a lawsuit. If there's no lawsuit ever filed, then this Tony Busby's got himself one hell of a mess. And again, that's one of the questions I have. Has this lawsuit been filed, and why would he create the impression that it has been if it hasn't been? Uh, and, and sometimes what happens is the more successful a lawyer is, the more established, the more powerful, the more people the lawyer knows, you can get a little drunk on that. You can get a little reckless with that. And you can maybe take some liberties because you think you're untouchable or no one's going to mess with you or you can get. And I'm not saying he's done that. Just part of my curiosity. Yeah. Just part of my. No, I hear Very, you. very curious. How curious, curious how, about the. How, how good is go the ahead. relationship between Busby and, you know, the owners of the Texans? I'm curious of that. I mean, that, that's that's I mean, there is some common there, right? Uh, or some commonplace there. I just I wonder about all these things. And again, I don't well, want to sound insensitive and, and in any what, way. If Deshaun Watson right. did something, then you know, damn him, and he ne needs to be better. And I'm I'm not going to just forgive him. I'm not saying that, but it just seems weird. We're a long way from knowing whether he did anything. Yeah, right. A long way from right. knowing whether he did or didn't do anything. Yeah. We don't even know who the person is. Yeah. That that's making the claim, but um, the the connection with the the lawyer and. And the McNairs, Tony Busby yeah. was or is a neighbor of the McNairs. And seven years ago, Tony Busby put up this big billboard trying to get the Texans to draft Johnny Manziel. And he's actually proud of that. I, I, like, I don't know that I'd be proud of advocating that anyone draft Johnny Manziel seven years after the fact. But you know, look, people are suggesting that some way, somehow, the Texans and the lawyer are in cahoots. And, yeah. And, and and if you're trying to keep Deshaun Watson, I don't know that this is the way to do it. No. Right? Definitely. But but if you're convinced that Deshaun Watson's never going to play for you again and you're pissed off about it, yes. I'm not saying that they would deliberately do it, but if you've got somebody out there that feels this friendship, kinship with the McNairs and, and all somebody just happens to trip into his office making this allegation – you, you may be more inclined to embrace it because, hey, Deshaun Watson has made it his mission to crap on the Texans and, and get out of town, and this is our way of exacting some vengeance before he's even traded. And I don't say our, meaning the Texans are directly involved, but this Tony Busby may think that, that he's doing them some sort of a right. of a, a favor, of a or favor solid, right. that they may not want because yeah. they haven't traded him yet. 
you know, this is the kind of thing that can affect his trade value. It's like, hey, Tony, we appreciate the effort. We appreciate that right. you care about us. But, you know, we still haven't traded this guy. Let's not go guns blazing after Deshaun Watson until we have a deal in place to trade Deshaun Watson. So th- there's a clumsiness to it. If there is any sort, and I'm not saying there is, this is part of what we're going to try to figure out, any sort of direct or indirect connection, it's clumsy and it's misguided and it doesn't necessarily help the Texans because now whoever would trade for Deshaun Watson and would be making this decision in a compressed time frame where you got other quarterback options for 2021. Right. Now they got something else they got to deal with. They got to get down to the bottom of this rabbit hole and figure out what's there or what's not there with this litigation. Because if you trade for Deshaun Watson, you're buying whatever this becomes. And right now we don't know what it's going to become. No, we don't know what it's going to become. And these are the kind of things that scare teams away and do that. You know, I, I mean, it just, it just, it's crazy. The timing of all of it, you know, Deshaun Watson, uh, just again, I'm not saying that it, just knowing a guy or the appearance or meeting him, but man, I just, it just, I have never met a nicer guy. And that doesn't mean I've met other nice guys that fooled me before. I understand. I understand. I mean, yes. I think here's what but, you're trying to say is there is absolutely nothing that either of us have heard about or seen, seen or anything exactly. Any, any reason to believe that he would do something like this. That's a fair comment to make. Okay, thank you. And that you. comment has been made about others in the past right. who have ultimately been proven to have done something they shouldn't have done. That's right. So we, we don't know. Yep. We're in no position to know. I want to see the lawsuit. Yep. I want to know what the allegation is. And the problem is, and what happens is, when you're the one who's been sued, there's a frustration that immediately kicks in because you want, you you especially if you know you did nothing wrong, Right. You, number one, want to shout it from the rooftops, which he's done. And number two, you want to hit fast forward. You want this to be over. You want your name to be cleared. And it gets frustrating because you don't get your name quickly cleared. Definitely There's a not. process that you submit to, and you have to accept the fact that until we get to the end, there's going to be this cloud. And the problem is, the court of public opinion, you're going to have people who jump to conclusions. That's the biggest say, problem. Well, the allegation's been made, it must be true. Yeah. Or you have to believe every allegation that's ever made until there's proof to the right. contrary. Well, right. no, that's not how the system works. And and so this is a problem for Watson. It's a problem for the Texans. It's a problem for anyone that wants to trade for him. And, you know, the league has a personal conduct policy that I know sometimes it, it feels like enforcing. Sometimes it doesn't feel like enforcing. The consistency isn't there the way that it should be. But this is something that they can't ignore either to the extent that they are sitting back and waiting to see what happens with the Antonio Brown sexual assault claim, investigation, litigation. They, they, they need to, at a minimum, be gathering information and monitoring this. They, 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 they have the same questions that we have. Yeah. Let's see the lawsuit. Let's see what the allegations are. And uh, one thing that flowed from the Ray Rice incident from seven years ago, Chris, the NFL will set up its own parallel track of investigation and and discipline, if it deems that discipline is necessary. Part of it, too, is, is how motivated is this alleged victim? Will she cooperate with the NFL the way Ezekiel Elliott's alleged victim, actual victim, whatever the proper term is, the NFL decided he did something that the court system never decided he did. But that's part of this, too. And when, and when the NFL decides to create its own in-house justice system and a claim like this is made, the question becomes, are you activating NFL your in-house justice system. That's a fair and obvious question given the things the NFL's done in the past in cases that are like this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would expect, you know, like you, they're going to wait and see how this unfolds a little bit, see some of the paperwork, gather a little more evidence. But, man, I, I mean, the Texans, what an off season! I don't know what to say. You know, I mean, holy cow, just total soap opera, you know, page six dysfunction. It's just one thing after another. It really is. It's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, the, the other thing, too, the, the thing that where I think Deshaun Watson, and again, you know, if we see that he's guilty of this, you'll, you'll hear me, you know, stick it to him if that's it's the case. But years I know, from now. I know, but I'm just that's saying. premature I to even suggest. Okay. Well, either way, his name will never be cleared from these things. That's where, I, that's where right. it's tough for football players and a quarterback, especially. It'll never oh. be cleared. There's going to be some well, people well, that'll have their mind name made time up. Out. Yeah. Time out. 
Time yeah. out. Time out. Yeah. If, if there is something fishy, if the fishy sense, like just this whole, this is weird, this is odd. Yeah. If there's anything there, and he's represented by capable and competent and smart lawyers, there are devices for exposing that it's all a load of crap. There are devices for doing it. Yeah, it's not right. Be cheap for him to do it. He's going to be paying somebody by the hour to do it. Right. But we don't know where the facts are going to take us. To a certain extent, you just got to sit back and see where the facts take you. And presumably, Tony Busby has someone who sufficiently convinced him that something happened. Now, the problem is maybe he's too close to this. Maybe he's upset with Deshaun Watson. Maybe he's trying to help the McNairs. Again, these are a bunch of maybes. Sometimes your judgment gets clouded if you're thinking, hey, I got a potential tiger by the tail here. Right. And you don't and you don't you don't apply the same scrutiny and level of questioning. And you don't trust that little voice that's telling you something's not right here. So sometimes things get glossed over. And then once the case moves forward, let's say once your client ends up being questioned under oath and it's all one big giant mess of the person running around in circles and not answering questions and it doesn't hold together, that's when you know you got a problem. So these are all things to be determined. But there are ways, Chris, there are ways to, to, depending upon where the facts take us, there are ways that Deshaun Watson could expose this as being a big sham. We just Again, this is just one of the possibilities on the radar screen. It could be 100% true. It could be 100% false. And it could be 100% false plus the product of some, some effort with improper motive to make Deshaun Watson look bad. And with the right counsel and the right approach, you can show that it was all yeah. baloney that, in theory, that could happen. All right. Well, we'll see where it goes. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I got to say. I don't have anything more to dive into it unless there's some other interesting angles you want to talk about. And I'll listen and ask you questions. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm, no, I, 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 I get scared look, talking about these subjects sometimes. I'm not well, going to lie. Well, I mean, pull back the curtain. I'm, yeah, I get scared. I don't know what the hell to say sometimes. I don't want to get myself in trouble, get you in trouble or anything. You, you, you're doing fine. You've learned. All right. You've learned. And uh, you ain't getting me in trouble. I'm not a ventriloquist. You, you own your own words there, Christopher, but you're 40 now. You know how to do these things. You know how to handle yourself. You've learned. Um, but uh, yeah, look, and, and it's, it's a serious topic. We had the brief conversation before the show started. We want to talk about football, but how can we ignore something I know. that Deshaun Watson himself injected right. into my consciousness? I didn't know anything about this I, I know. until I see Deshaun Watson's tweet. So he wants us addressing it. He wants us sharing his statement, which we did. And I'd like to think he appreciates that we have been fair and even-handed sure. in trying to explain how this works. And I can understand the frustration he's feeling today because he would like to be able to go to the end of the process and have the ruling that he did nothing wrong if he truly believes in his heart that he did nothing wrong. All right. Uh, I got a lot of pivot. conspiracy theories on that one. That just it's, it's I, I, you know I, I, well it's, yeah. Th- listen, there's reason to have right. questions, right? And those questions need to be explored. And I guarantee you, I'm going to explore all of I them. And I'm will. going to start as soon as we sign off in about one hour and thirty nine minutes from now. Let's pivot as gently or not as we can to the other news that relates to Deshaun Watson, and that was the decision out of the clear blue sky yesterday of the Houston Texans to agree to terms with quarterback Tyrod Taylor, a guy who has bounced around, was the starter in Buffalo at one time, starter in Cleveland until he was supplanted by Baker Mayfield, starter in L.A. with the Chargers until Dr. Needle came into the locker room. (laughs) And, And now he's number two on the depth chart. He's the guy behind. He's the only other quarterback they have under contract now in Houston behind Deshaun Watson. One year up to $12.5 million. That up to implies he's actually going to be playing. The question is, will he be playing? There's two ways to look at this, Chris. One, he's the the, the guy who takes over because they've realized they have to trade Deshaun. Or two, he's the we have protection in the event Deshaun decides to sit out the whole year. And, hey, Deshaun, if you want to sit out, that's fine. We're not going to be caught unprepared. We have a guy ready to go if you're not going to play this year. Agreed. That, that, that's what he is. He's an insurance policy, you know, for, for all things. Whether Deshaun Watson did get hurt during the year, okay, we got a good backup who can run, in, run the offense, do those type of things. Tyrod Taylor's a, you know, a borderline low-level starting NFL quarterback slash one of the top backups in football. 
okay, yeah, you, you end up Deshaun Watson sits out the year. All right. Hey, we got Tyrod Taylor. We'll be okay. He'll manage football games, make plays from, you know, every now and then. Uh, hey, we've traded Deshaun Watson and now we've even drafted a quarterback, something of that nature, right? Okay, well, we don't need that quarterback to play right now. This year, we got Tyrod Taylor. He could play, be a bridge gap type of thing. So, I, I mean, it, it makes sense from, from all angles as far as the Houston Texans are concerned. It protects them for every scenario that happens with Deshaun Watson. you know. And there's history, right? David Culley was in Buffalo, I believe, when Tyrod Taylor was there. He knows the guy, so that makes sense too. Tyrod Taylor, very professional, going to go about his business, do those things. He's the perfect guy you want for backup or bridge gap quarterback, whatever that may be. Uh, so that's smart. It's smart by Nick Casario and the Texans here. If you're Tyrod Taylor... Do you ask tough questions directly or through your agent about what the end game is? If I'm Tyrod Taylor, yeah. I want to know, am I going to be your guy? Am I, am I your insurance policy for Deshaun Watson? Are you going to trade him? What's going on here? And, and if you trade him, are you going to end up drafting a guy who ends up supplanting me at right. some point during the season? Like, right. How do you envision using me, especially if I've got incentives – that pay me up to $12.5 million. We don't know what the base is. Let's say it's the, the similar ballpark on the high end is Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. So the base package, let's say it's in the range of $5 million. How do I make that $7 million if Deshaun Watson's still here? Right. How do I make that $7 million if you end up trading with Miami and getting the third overall pick and you draft a quarterback with the third overall pick and it's just a matter of time until I'm sent to the bench. No, so I know. I, I'd want to know all that if I'm Tyrod Taylor. I hear you. I just, you know, do you think the Texans really know the answers to those questions yet, right? I mean, I think both of us, neither one of us have been led to believe or led to, to believe by anybody we know in the league right now that the Texans have started answering calls about Deshaun Watson or anything about that. At least I haven't heard anything like that from the people I know and trust around the NFL. So they're still holding strong about Deshaun Watson. They're not going to trade him, do those things. I'm, I'm sure they tried to be as honest as they could. The one thing I can say about Nick Casario, he will shoot you straight. And, you know, I, I, $12.5 million for backup quarterbacks, pretty damn good money like you talked about. I mean, we got Cam Newton who's going to be starting for a team and, you know, making less than that. Significant. You're going to have to earn it. Uh, but we'll, we'll see where this goes either way. But I think it is smart by them. And, yeah, I don't – Tyrod's just – he's at a point of his career where he can't really call his shots, right? He's kind of got to just go with, okay, this makes sense for me. This is good money right here, 12.5 to be the backup or even if I am the bridge gap guy, and we'll go from there. But you're right. There's still a lot of different scenarios that could play out as far as Deshaun Watson's trade and affecting Tyrod Taylor. That news emerged yesterday afternoon. Peter King and I were doing PFTPM. And my first reaction was the Texans finally acknowledge they have a problem. Yeah. Now, now I, I can't get a clear read. My first thought was this means they're going to trade him. And then as Peter and I talked it through, it's like, eh, you know, they very well could be signing Tyrod Taylor. Just so they to sit on him. Sean Watson. Yeah. Hey, you want to. You want to huff and puff and try to blow our house down, we have protection in the event that you do that. But I think the the acquisition in and of itself is the first time we've seen an official acknowledgement by the Texans that there's a problem because they've been trying to play this. I don't know what you're talking about, right. game. That's what David Culley did last Thursday yeah. with that press conference. A half hour after his comments dropped to Jim Trotter and Steve Weish where he says, Deshaun's our quarterback right now and laughs about it <laughs> yeah that, but then, then it was back to i oh no i oh oh deshaun yeah he's committed to us i right. don't know anything about him not wanting to be here this is acknowledgement by the texans so at least we know they're suited and capable of admitting that there's an issue but it's still not clear how this acquisition fits into their intended path toward fixing the issue because look there is a chance that their attitude is going to be hey Screw you. We got a contract. Yeah. We gave you a bunch of money last right. year. And if you want if you want it between what you have to pay us back and what you forfeit, if you want to give out more than $20 million this year, we'll take it. We'll happily not pay you the $10 million in salary that you're due to make this year. We'll happily collect $5 million plus in signing bonus money that is attributed to this year that you haven't earned. We'll happily collect all the fines 
that you would be racking up to the tune of 50000 a day for skipping training camp. And then, then for each preseason game, the fine is the amount of a game check. Right. So, hey, they, they, they now have the ability to do it without worrying about Josh McCown or someone else being their starting quarterback. They've got someone who could come in and do a, 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 a good job, a good enough job. You know, he's not Deshaun Watson. But he's not just some, and I, I don't mean any disrespect to Josh McCown. That was just the first guy I thought of. He's not even under contract anymore. But just whatever slappy they happen to find, yeah, I got and, you, and say you're our quarterback, an undrafted guy out of, you know, Central Michigan or something. This is a guy who's played in the NFL, taken a team to the playoffs. This is a credible replacement for Deshaun Watson in the event that Watson decides to sit out the whole year and the Texans decide not to trade him. No, I, I mean, yes, it definitely is. And, and, and you know, that, that, you know, with the fact of the lawsuit and those things that, you know, are, have, have been filed and we haven't seen yet, you know, it, it, it does force Deshaun Watson a little bit into a spot here too where, you know, again, conspiracy Chris there wants to go, oh, well, maybe they're taking away all his options to be traded. They're kind of forcing him into a corner here to be like, hey, the Texans are still here. We still like you during all this tough times and things like that. I don't know. But either way, it's a smart decision by Tyrod Taylor. And or, yeah. or and look, look, I hey, hey, I Yeah. If I represented Deshaun Watson right. in this. Yeah. There would be many things that I would immediately be attempting to explore, and there would be various legal paths that I would be ready to pursue if I got the slightest shred of evidence to support my suspicions that that and I just and these are just natural suspicions we're going to have because of Tony Busby's. Connection. connection, right? Potential connection. I want to know what the connection is. Yeah. And I would aggressively pursue all avenues available to me within the confines of the litigation that apparently hasn't been filed yet. Maybe it has or otherwise to get to the bottom of that. Uh, because, yeah, I, I my, my, look, my, my approach to anything like this that makes the the gut say something may be here. You got to find out. You can't just ignore it. You start turning over rocks. You start putting in the elbow grease. You start finding creative ways to get information and force people to give you documents, text messages, communications. Who did you talk to? Who do you know? When did you last talk to him? How well do you know him? Oh, you know him? When, when, well, you've been to his house? You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I'd want to find out all that to see whether and to what extent there are tentacles between the lawyer and the organization. That, and, and that's fair. Right. At this point, there's already a tentacle. I want to see how many tentacles there are and whether or not they had any involvement directly or indirectly in the situation that Deshaun Watson now faces. Again, these are all things I would be doing if I represented the interests of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I mean, I mean, the Texans got, you know, they got a lot of work in front of them. There's no doubt. We'll see where this Deshaun Watson conversation goes. Tyrod Taylor was a smart sign by them. But, I mean, you know, they're, they're in total rebuild mode. I mean, they really are. There's no other way around it. I mean, if you really look, look at the moves they've made over the last few days, the signings. It's a lot of, you know, low-level free agent signings to one- and two-year deals, right? To basically, hey, a little depth. Uh, we'll evaluate you throughout the year, maybe. But it's nothing major that they got to be stuck with because I think they're in the process of retooling their whole football team. And I think they've kind of told us that here with – some of the names you see on these one- and two-year deals that they've signed. Yeah, there's some good players here, but not guys you look at to go, oh, well, he'll be, you know, he could be there for the next five or six years, or, oh, he's definitely going to start and be the man there. No, I mean, yeah, he might start, you know, for a year, whatever else, um, but but it is a total rebuild mode, and, and just, man, now we got this story to talk about, you know, on top of all the other stuff, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, I, I don't expect a whole lot from this Texans football team really with or without Deshaun Watson this year. And I, I don't I don't know how it, they can be all that good with what you see on paper. And I know we still have more free agency and draft, but man, they got a lot of work in front of them. Yeah, and uh, that that is uh, certain. And the challenge is working their way through the weeds in a way that makes sense. Nick Casario is still adjusting to an organization that I would guess does things very differently yeah. than the organization he spent a long time with before coming to Houston. And how quickly can he get 
things pointed in the right direction. That remains to be seen. Let's take a break. When we return, more quarterback news, including the Chicago Bears, apparently, maybe, possibly, have solved their quarterback conundrum. More PFT Live right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It was one year ago yesterday that uh, DeAndre Hopkins became a member of the Cardinals unofficially. Some more tweets from teams who are who are very self-aware of the legal tampering period. There was one yesterday also with Washington <laughs> saying you don't need a Harvard education to keep up to date. There it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, and, 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 and oh, I love thing. it. The, the, the cat is so far out of the bag on this because when when the NFL is going to take its entire media conglomerate and devote every minute of every day to these unofficial deals that the teams can't announce. I mean, these rules are so stupid. Here's what we need to do. Here's my proposal for the NFL. Yeah. Let's just go back to the old way. Let's just let free agency begin. Nobody cares that there's tampering because you know what? There's still tampering. Right. We don't need this 48-hour window. Just let the deals be done. The visits be made. Everything happen as of noon on Monday or noon on Wednesday, whatever day you want to pick. This 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 two day window is ridiculous because Shaq Barrett's comment yesterday to Dan Patrick said it all. He said that my best offer was in Tampa. Okay, when did he accept the offer? Right at noon right. on Monday. Right. Well, how does he know that that's his best offer if he doesn't know what else is out there? Because he does know what else is out there. Because they exchange offers ahead of time. It happens ahead of time. We don't need we don't need a phony two-day legal tampering window to make people think tampering doesn't happen. It happens. Just start the damn thing. I, I mean, I, because yeah, because there's confusion among the fans around about when it starts. Hey, the league year starts today. Right. Oh, hey, all right, I'm here for the party. Oh, it's already over. You missed it. <laughs> no doubt. No, all the guys have been signed. Or they think or they think the, 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 the contracts are official at that point. And like you mentioned, right. there's been a few that, that don't happen. And, you know, the casual fan who might not be paying attention on a daily basis all of a sudden goes, wait, I thought we signed this guy. No, what, what happened? All, you know, all that stuff. I, I guess the only thing, Mike, just to hit on that, because I think you bring up like, you know, a pretty good point is just when do you start it? You know, because there's always going to be the legal tampering. So is it like one of those things where you just go, hey, after the combine in a normal year, we just the league year starts, open free agency, let it go? No, no, you know? no, no, no. Can you just de- accept the fact that there's going to be just tampering? Accept just it. accept okay. it. Okay. Just accept it. I hear you. It's one of those things where y- you don't have to make a big deal about it. They never enforce it. They rarely do. It's this random force that comes out of nowhere that like, <laughs> aha, Andy Reid, you, how dare you speak directly to Jeremy <laughs> Macklin right. during the 48-hour window when you can only speak to his agent? Right. You will lose a third-round draft pick. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, no, I that, And they've done that. I know. They've done that. That's so, insane. It just, I mean, sometimes you just got to say, it is what it is. Let's, let's, let's make it Wednesday at noon. 
Right, they used to do it at midnight, which made no sense because people want to be engaged with what's happening. You pick a day, whether it's noon, whether it's one Eastern time, uh, the only time zone that matters. And uh, I, I, I never knew that more completely than when I left the Eastern time zone. Anytime <laughs> I leave the Eastern time zone, I realize the whole world's on Eastern time. But pick a time. That's when it starts. And this other stuff, it, it forget about it. Yeah. Um, and, and let's just get right to it. Let's get right to it because it does confuse people. And uh, and it and it it dilutes the audience. Now it 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 elongates the period, but I think you get a lot more intensity and engagement when it's when everyone knows when it begins. Yeah, I so, hear you anyway, there. I'm with you. I'm in agreement with you. 100 percent there. So part of the unofficial free agency involves the reports yesterday that the Bears will sign once they are able to do so. Andy Dalton to a one year, ten million dollar deal to become their quarterback. And hey, when anytime you're talking eight figures, you assume he's installed as the starter. You assume he's the guy, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick in Washington. $10 million deal for him. He's the guy. Doesn't take you out of play to draft a guy. Right. But th- to me, that that tells me no Trubisky. Maybe Foles hangs around. I think he's got a low salary. No trade for Russell Wilson. Andy Dalton's our guy. This is our guy, pending whatever we may do in round one. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems that way. It does. I mean, it, it's underwhelming if you're a Bears fan, certainly. But I, I do think the Bears exhausted all options in trying to get Russell Wilson from everything I know. Uh, people I trust around the NFL, they also were making calls to the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. Of course, we know that that's not happening right now. But uh, they had to make a move at some point. So they went with a guy in Andy Dalton who, like a Tyrod Taylor, but even more, you know, of course, has a little more starting experience as a low-level starter or one of the best backups in football, you know. And except on this occasion, you know, with Andy Dalton too, there, there's there's commonplace as far as knowing the system and how that works, right? Bill Lazor's there as one of the offensive coordinators, offensive minds, so he's going to understand, you know, the the ins and outs of the system that way. And they're stuck. They're stuck in a spot right now where there's really not any other options out there at quarterback other than the draft. Or maybe if something happens with a Deshaun Watson, or maybe if something happens with the Jets and they finally just let it be known that, hey, they're taking the quarterback at number two. And then, then maybe that can free some guys up where Sam Darnold becomes free. You know, there's still the Jimmy G aspect out there. But how long can you wait? It's a little like. You know, the New England Patriots with Cam Newton, we talked about that yesterday. You know, at some point you want to start formulating your team and just getting it together instead of sitting there going, whoa, okay, it's early April and we still didn't get our quarterback and we got to figure this out. So uh, I don't blame them for this, even though I don't think it's going to excite the Bears fan base a whole lot. But they got to do somebody. They're going to have nothing. They're They're going to have have nothing. nothing. And then then they're going to get – They can't go to Nick Foles. Squeezed. They're going to get squeezed to to overpay – for Sam Darnold to give up a first round Probably, pick right. in 2022 right. after round one of 2021. And same thing applies to the Bears that applies to Washington. Now that they have a veteran to whom they're going to pay a base rate of $10 million, it's not as obvious as the picks go through the teens that, that you are in the quarterback market. You yeah. don't have to be in the quarterback market and maybe you don't get jumped and maybe there's a quarterback there that you would be interested in because a team behind you is thinking, yeah, they're not going to go quarterback. They right. have their guy. And and those two teams, Washington and Chicago, are back-to-back, bang-bang, 19 and 20. Yeah. So they had to do something. They had to do something. They had to move. And and look, Andy Dalton took the, I know. the Bengals to the playoffs five straight years. I know, years. there's no doubt. It's not I like he's you. horrible. No. And he had moments last year for yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Went to Minnesota and beat them. I mean, if you're the Bears, you know you're going to Minnesota at some point this year, and they're right. coming to you. Right. There's a guy who took a Cowboys team and beat the Vikings. No, I I, I hear you. There, there's 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 some positives there. There there's no doubt about that. You know, it, it's a, it's similar to Nick Foles, except he's better than Nick Foles. You know, he's got a little more athleticism to his game. You know, a quicker release, a little bit more of an aggressive nature that way. So, and like we talked about, he knows the system. Added to that, you know, you talk about like the drafting thing. I, I just can't imagine the Bears being in the draft, for, you know, for or for quarterback play, at least. I, I don't envision that. Nagy and Pace are, you know, we know the, the seat's hot. Their butt's hot. 
So they, I don't think they're going to waste a pick on a quarterback at this point. They got to do everything they can to make this year work. I mean, I almost look at them and go, okay, it's playoffs or they might be out. Or, you know, if they barely miss the playoffs, okay, maybe they save themselves that way. But uh, it's I just don't envision the drafting of the quarterback. You're right. Maybe there's a trade that happens, something like that, but it takes the pressure off the situation. And at least they got one guy here they know they can rely on. There is one argument to be made. Yeah. I don't know how persuasive it will be that if you do draft a guy in round one, let's say some guy slides down the board that they've convinced others in the organization they really like, right. that they end up getting that that dispensation. They end up getting another year beyond 2021 so we can see what the guy they drafted does in 2022. That would be the football political reason to consider taking a quarterback at that spot because that's the thing if you do take a guy that Nagy and Pace like and you fire both of them after this year you've used a first round pick on a guy that the next regime exactly. may say we, we right. don't want him right so uh that that's that's a reason to at least ponder it but you're right their interests are best served by being as good as they can be in 2021 and now it looks like Andy Dalton's going to be the guy that they try to do that with real quickly the Dolphins bringing in Jacoby Brissett, one-year deal up to seven and a half million. He becomes what the relief pitcher now behind yeah, Tua, right? Or, or I mean, does this mean at the threshold? Does this mean they're out on trying to upgrade with a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson that is going to be Tua and Jacoby Brissett, or is it just Brissett's the backup regardless of who the starter is? Well, I, I think they could you know sell that no matter what and go wait we, we got a pretty good team here we're on the up and up in Miami we do need a good backup just in case our, our quarterback does get hurt whether that's Tua Deshaun Watson Russell Wilson or whoever it may be and again you know common theme here there's some. There are some relationships. Brissett was in New England with Flores and Brian, George Gotzi, who's the, the passing game coordinator there. He's going to know the offense. He's the perfect guy to come in and back up for this situation. But I think, like you said it, Mike, from all accounts, the way it looks right now, they're going to try to ride with Tua. I don't expect relief pitcher this year. It's going to be like, hey, it's you until you fail uh, or succeed or, or fail to the point where we got to bench you and then and put Jacoby Percet in. But I, I just find it unlikely at this point that the, the Watson thing's going to happen. And them, like New England and some of the other teams we talked about, they're, they're into framing their team and getting it started now, too, and figuring out how they want to play, what's the kind of offense they want to use and approach everything with. So uh, it's a good signing by them, and it makes sense. Brissett had his moments with New England, yeah. and then they traded him to the Colts, and he was ready, right place, right time, when Andrew Luck retired unexpectedly in 2019. And, you know, he had a solid year. They were 5-2 and two at one point in 2019. Yeah. Injured his knee, was never the same fell after apart, that. Right? And, then they and then they fell out of love with him. That's when yeah. they brought in Phillip Rivers instead of riding with him last year. Peter King said yesterday, because this is another one that broke. There was like five of these that broke during the hour that we were on, and we had to pivot to them with like, okay, what's next? Here's this. Okay, Peter said that the Colts really wanted to keep Jacoby Brissett. So uh, they still saw something there in value from him as a backup, but uh, the Dolphins clearly do as well. And, and that relief pitcher thing worked last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, and look, if there's any hesitation, and Brian Flores – has already proven to be a master right. when it comes to he shuffling did. quarterback on and off the field without having a problem in the locker room. Yeah. Do you think that'll work again though? You know, that's I, I do think it's it's year two now. You know, it's like okay, yeah, you was a rookie last year, Tua, so we can like all right, we understand it, all those things. But we've heard, you know, again, we have all those signals. We have the signals of everything we read in the media leading up to last year and during the year where there was a lack of gushing by the organization about Tua, who was the number five pick, right? We, I mean, we read that. Some of the players, I mean, yeah, he's good, but it was never like, oh, my gosh, wow, wait till you see this guy and do that. You know, it's, it, it's a big year for Tua altogether, and, you know, I don't think they can continue to do the relief pick, pitcher, pitcher thing. I don't. I think it's going to look bad on them and Tua and maybe more ca cause more dysfunction this year as compared to a rookie year where you started another guy and he had a little success early on and you can like swallow that a little easier as a fan or somebody that's in the organization. It'd be interesting. 
There's a clear belief, as you know, throughout the NFL that it's incumbent on the team to pump up the starting quarterback, to be unequivocally and unconditionally behind him, to be the the champion, the yeah. cheerleader, the one who says, right. this is our guy, this is our guy, this is our guy, to the point where I think that contributed to the Rams' misguided decision to pay Jared Goff. They felt so compelled to let everyone know this is our guy. Right. They threw all that money away in an effort to – to convince everyone this is our guy when within two years he's not their guy. We're going to take a break. A lot of new guys rolling into Jacksonville. Is this all part of an effort to sell tickets at an increased price? It quite possibly is. We'll talk about that next year on PFT Live. Jacksonville Jaguars rounding up plenty of guys in free agency from Shaquille Griffin, the former Seahawks cornerback, Rayshon Jenkins, safety all the way down the line. They're going to trade for Malcolm Brown from the New Orleans Saints as they continue to cut cap space in New Orleans. A lot of new guys. Marvin Jones yesterday, the former Bengals and Lions receiver. And Chris, the same day that all these moves are happening, the Jaguars launch a season ticket campaign with an average price increase of 7.2%. It is not a coincidence. And I I, I don't know how these moves are going to work from a football standpoint. I've gotten some criticism of the Jaguars for some of these moves from others, but, you know, they're coming from other teams, and there's always a level of competition there. The bottom line is you you have cap space, you have money, you spend it in an effort to make your team better, and then you pass it along to your customers, and you you do it at a time when the customers are most likely to be excited by everything that's happening, and they see efforts to make the team better. All all season ticket renewal, 7.2% increase. That's fine because I see what you're doing to make the team better. It's all part of the broader business model, and it makes sense. Sure, it does make sense. And the fact that you got Trevor Lawrence, you know, hanging there, waiting to be picked at number one, and he's a big part of that, you know, like we talked about, that region of the country. He's the guy everybody knows. You expect him to be the number one pick. Hey, you know, I don't look at any of these signings and go, oh, my gosh, wow, the, the, the Jags are back. Like, watch out now. You know, there's some good... Again, you know, bottom half of the roster, fill-in type guys, depth guys here. There's a few I like. Hey, Roy Robertson Harris from the Bears, that's going to be great. I mean, Rayshon Jenkins, the That's safety. the one. That's the one that another GM said, what the hell are they doing giving this guy three years, $24 million. He He missed like most of last year he, with injury. He, he got, did miss. It's, got, it's a yeah. potential thing. That's what they're going on. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. Tyson Alua-Lu's, you know, of course, been there. But he's up there in age, you know, so how many, how much wear and tear does he le- have left on the tires and things like that? The one that's shocking to me is the money to Shaquille Griffin. That's the one I will look at. I mean, that that to me is, I, I think, the shocker of the, the, the day so far, that he got that type of money. And, you know, again, Seattle, they, they, can't, they're no, they can't play man the last few, few years. So uh, we'll see where it goes. But they got a lot of work still to do on that roster and everything to, to, to make it better. They definitely have guys on that coaching staff who know Shaquille Griffin, so that gives them a little more comfort. All right, let's take a break. Full hour of PFT Live still to come. We'll be right back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 